Well, that's really low. <clears throat> All right, Maddie. Go. That's more like it. Take a hike, see. Hey, y'all. Because I'm getting ready to do my podcast. Those really, really low, dulcet tones means a couple things. One, the Movie Dummies podcast is back. And two, we're having some technical difficulties, and it might not sound the same this week. But you know what? We're rolling with it. So, yes, we are the Movie Dummies podcast that talks about movies. <laughs> and we're dummies. And I'm Joe. And with me this week is Shannon. Hello. Angela. Hey there. And Matt. Hi. No A.A. Ron yet, although he said he would be back soon. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! It is what it is. We miss you, A.A. Ron. Oh, but let's get into it. What y'all been watching? Boogie, did you watch Black Widow yet? Oh my gosh, yes. I love Black Widow. Ooh. I've seen it twice now. It is absolutely... It's amazing, and I love it, and it's so much fun. <sighs> ScarJo does a really great job, and I'm not sure who the lady is that plays her sister, but she does a fantastic job. Rachel Weiss, holy crap, who would have thought Rachel Weiss had that in her? Well, you never saw the second Mummy movie? I did, but, I mean, it wasn't that intense. Rachel Weiss only- mom? Yeah, and not only that, that was 30 years ago. <laughs> well, 20 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So, you think uh, David Arbor? Is- <laughs> what about David Arbor? Do you think he's tired of acting like he's in Russia by now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. So Maybe? it was... I- it is well it is well worth the watch and you know Marvel fans everywhere get on board it's 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 a really fun little piece of the puzzle I would yeah. say so. really get a sense of what of of why Natalie like of her state of mind going into Infinity War you know after I watched this I watched him Infinity War again just to just to kind of track her through the movie and man hmm. it kind of the the whole scene with uh, with Bruce so anyways what were you saying about uh, the, the scene with Bruce <laughs> well I was describing the scene of Bruce, with Bruce that's like actually an age of Ultron but so it doesn't really correlate um oh. So it's late and I'm stupid. So fucking cockass. <laughs> but I don't know. I just it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Everybody should watch it for sure. Um, what do you feel? How do you feel about all the drama? I mean, you know, I don't really speculate as to what's really you know what's going on there. I haven't read anybody's contracts. I, you know, I don't, I can't really know what Disney's motives are, but it definitely seems like, I don't know. It sounds like they're, you know, that Disney's wrong to me. I, I, if her contract did indeed state exclusive theater, theatrical release, then they did do her dirty by putting it on streaming on their streaming service. Yeah. And the only reason that I say that is because they held on to it until theaters were open and then simultaneously put it on their streaming service. It would have been one thing if they had released it a year ago and uh, on Disney plus you know, premium premier access because theaters weren't open. That would be one thing. Then they'd have a, a a leg to stand on with their scathing rebuttal, which was absolute garbage. Yeah, couldn't agree. But that's not what I didn't happened. Hear that part. 
They're basically like, were this just... is disgusting for you to do this during a pandemic. Yeah. She has a callous disregard for human safety during a global yeah. pandemic. Yikes. Scarjo's the and problem. I, I just, the sound of how much money you fucking have. Just fucking tell on a I'm not sure... I'm not really sure what the ramifications are of putting it on a streaming service. I mean, I mean, does that mean twenty million dollars for ScarJo? It sounds like it sounds like she's already made twenty million dollars. So this isn't her actress in the movie money. This is her. I produced this movie money. I guess no. I know the the article I read stated that she had already received. Oh, you're saying. Yes, you're saying she stands to lose twenty million on yes. top of the twenty million that she's already received. Gotcha. Well, she's made more so, than twenty million on this movie because she gets producer money. Right, 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 right. So her paycheck so, as an actress was twenty million bucks. Which gotcha. That's that is like people shouldn't even look at that because that is the paycheck she got for doing the job that she did. Okay, that job's right. over. Her producer hat's right. now back on. And she feels like they're bending her over and straight boning her without buying her dinner or even asking first. And it certainly seems like that's the case because they're Disney. They have $122 billion and they can do whatever they want. That seems to be the attitude. Yeah. And that tweet doesn't make any sense. Like because she's saying this, people will instead go to the theaters. That's fucking idiotic. Mean. Well, I would have if this if this had not been available on on Premier Access, I absolutely would have gone to the theater to see this. Sure, yeah, for sure. Sure, I, but I don't. Is that even ScarJo's problem? I think she just wants to get fucking paid for it being on Premier Access. Like, is that that's too much to ask for though from Disney? Right, exactly. Because they had to mm-hmm. wait. Did they really have to wait? Did we have to wait two years for this movie? Yeah. So this is Disney's exact words. It's sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's about her lawsuit. Yeah. Yikes. So I guess, so because it's on a streaming service, she doesn't, does she get a, as a producer, does she get a cut of... So she only gets a cut of the, the of the revenue that is generated by the theatrical release. Yes, and gotcha. the contract stated that it was supposed to be theatric exclusive. Or I right. think so. I think everyone's kind of it wrong. Maybe I heard it wrong. From the way I read it, it was her paycheck only comes from the theatrical release. So the art. The article that I read stated that she is suing them based on breach of contract because she was supposed to have an exclusive theatrical release. And it may be that that she's losing money because they didn't have because she's only getting paid for theatrical for right. theatrical I don't know what money. the numbers are, but I know the opening weekend Disney made 60 million dollars on their right. streaming service. And if they can't break a piece off of that for um, the executive, for one of the executive producers who earned it, not to mention an actress that's been in their movie line for twenty years or whatever, ten years. Right. Well, she, you know, Correct. she has a very long-standing relationship with Marvel, with Marvel Studios, right. who only recently, you know. Yeah, that's true was purchased by Disney, so... The mouse can suck a fuck. I, I mean, the mouse is greedy. We all know that. Like, they want... That's why they sell $34 churros, you know? Like, they want their cash, and that's... Well, they're getting their cash, she, too. They're... I know, I know. Like, she was part of... She was a part of earning them $2 billion in one year, you know... $2 billion over a two-year period. It's it's nuts. So so as of right now, they've made $60 million in rental revenue. 
I'm really curious. That's what they're saying, but I don't. They haven't released that number beyond uh, the opening weekend. I'm curious because ScarJo's going, you know, somewhat after Disney, and then who's Corella person? Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone says she's watching. What's going to happen with the Jungle Book with The Rock and Emily Blunt? You mean the Jungle Cruise? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, so I heard that Emily Blunt is not happy with both um, Paramount Paramount Studios and Disney because of Jungle Cruise and A Quiet Place too. Oh. But see, sure. why... It seems like it isn't it kind of funny it's only the girls that are speaking up. Why aren't we hearing I, it, from The Rock? I don't know. I, I mean maybe The Rock doesn't have doesn't have um any skin in that game. Maybe maybe he doesn't have executive producer. Maybe maybe it's in his contract that it doesn't matter where it where it's viewed, he gets the money no matter what. I, I mean, maybe it's because they didn't have to fight tooth and nail to get a to get a salary that they that they that they're worthy of. You know, I I don't know. Yeah, I definitely wonder that. Yeah, I mean. It's definitely very interesting, and it's kind of shitty to be talking about these things in terms of numbers. But, I mean, this is show business. It It's kind of hard sure. to ignore that part of it. I mean, we're all just kind of like dipshits on the couch just waiting to be entertained by these dancing monkeys. But at the same time, um, this is the, this is like their livelihood. And now this is a, a, it's seemingly, right? A, uh, how would I put this nicely? Um, it's stupid rich fucks complaining about being stupid rich fucks. Yeah. Right? Like, Scarlet doesn't need money. Disney doesn't need money. And they're arguing over, no. like, the plethora of wealth that they have. You know? I don't, I don't so know that, kind of I don't gross. know that that's it, though. I don't, I don't know that I'm, that's No, I'm just looking at it what's... from the most generic point of view. So, like, if you just take... Sure. If you just take everything, like she's she didn't go into a fucking coal mine and you know dig out twenty million dollars worth of coal. She didn't do that. No, you no. Know, but she no, she, she also did something that no one else can do because she's the only Scarlett Johansson. Right. So you pay her for that for herself because she is the commodity, not not even necessarily what she can do on the screen. Right. Um, it's a whole package deal. It's her, it's her personality, it's who you are off the screen and everything. That's what earned her her $20 million. But still, at the end of the day, well, I find it just disgusting <laughs> that we're talking about these people making millions of dollars and Disney's making billions of dollars and most of the people out here in the United States are just fucking dicking around with rubbing two nickels together. I, I agree with all of that, but I, I do wonder, I was thinking about this today, I wonder if there isn't if it's if it's not more than money i mean sure if all of these studios feel secure in just releasing all their films on a streaming service because they know it's going they know it's going to make them more money what happens to theaters theaters are just going to die that that's how that's going to work i mean I can pay $30 and watch this movie over and over and over again as much as I want until October. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it, will pay that 100% of the time. It's almost as if AMC and some of these other movie chains, even local mom and pops, should work out a deal where you can stream it from them. And it all just counts as theater revenue. I mean, if that if something like that were to take place, then that would certainly rectify the situation. But I, I mean, maybe but, I mean, we're 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 really we're carving out new ground. This is brand new shit. Right. Like, yeah, the the thought of this during our last pandemic in 1920, you know, not a whole lot of movies going on. And motion picture folks, I tell you, greedy. This is, we're breaking new ground. This is uh, precedent setting. And our movie theater is going to die. I mean, 
we didn't we talk about this pretty recently? Like, do we want to see movies yeah. go away? Like, we would you still go see thing, movies in the in the movie theater? And I think we kind of all agreed that we'd still want to, right? Yeah, I, I mean, if if like I said, if this hadn't been available for me to to essentially purchase um, and watch in the comfort of my own home over and over and over again for months on end. If that if that option wasn't available, I absolutely would have went to the theater to see this. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, for us, we have a family of five. Thirty bucks is no big deal. Like, it's easy seventy dollars right. if we go to the movie theater. Oh yeah, and that's with very limited snacks. You know, and I do like to buy something from the concession stand when I go to the movies because that's really where the movie theaters make their money. Right. They don't really make anything off the sale of, sale of a ticket. I mean, when all five of us went to Infinity War, it was a hundred dollars. Sure, it, it was insane. I, I, I mean, but I, I, if that's the only option available for me, then I'll. I mean, I won't. I'll go for sure if if it's a movie I I want to see now. You know. Yeah, Infinity yeah. War. I think I would pay a hundred bucks if I. It's the only way I had, would have to see it. Yeah. And I mean, we're right. also staring down the barrel of a gun. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, that listeners, that this is getting the way that it's getting. Uh, the pandemic isn't going away; it's coming back. I so, saw that coming. Yeah, you know who'd have thought we'd celebrate too early and just get run over by a fucking truck in the middle of the road? America. Uh, What's going to happen? Aaron, if you listen to this, what is going to happen to your release of Dune in October? And they're claiming, scientists and shit, are claiming that October is going to be the apex of this downswing. They're going to see 4,000 deaths a day in October. Is Dune still coming to the theater? Probably not. Like you were saying, it's unprecedented, and I kind of agree with the point you were making earlier. It kind of reminds me of uh, the NHL lockout where it's billionaires, you know, getting in a tussy fit with millionaires. Sure. So it's just a weird perspective to kind of look and be like, well, I don't know what side I'm on. Right? Yeah. I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> Yuck. I mean, I'm on ScarJo's side, for sure. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> for sure, but she's, she seems like cool people. And I was thinking a lot about this, and I almost texted it to you, but I know you'd like, I Angela, I know you're going to uh, curl your lip at me and go, fuck yeah. Um, but I was thinking about, <laughs> what if this same shit happened to Tom Cruise? How would I feel about it? I mean, I would... So, if Tom <laughs> Cruise was doing it, if Tom Cruise was suing Disney for the rights on yeah. his streaming movie, yeah, I wouldn't give a shit. I, I would not care. One, I'd be like, "What? What are you crying about, Tom Cruise?" But that's not because he's a man. That's because he's a Scientologist and perpetuating a, a very dangerous and awful. Well, he's spent enough time in England now. They're saying he might be getting out, but that's neither here nor there. Like, I was thinking about just like how hard he works to make his movies though yeah yeah no he does he risks he does, fucking sure. life and limb in fact he, he produces really all his movies and insures himself because no movie company will do it no I, yeah no i get it i i i'm i understand so i was thinking would if i believe he, that he deserved the extra money knowing that it would just go to david miscavige <laughs> yeah no no so that's that, tough for I, me. I mean if he were to separate from that organization and retain his own money, then yeah, I, I would, I'd get on board with them. The only issue I have with Tom Cruise is that he's part of a malicious, malicious organization that has billions of dollars of tax free money. Yeah. Much like Disney. Am I right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Disney, Disney and Amazon is, are essentially tax free as well. Don't forget that. Everybody wants to well, make a big bitch about Scientology just because it's a fucking religion, but not other ways to not pay taxes. Because it's a malicious organization that that sucks the lifeblood out of everybody involved. Amazon could definitely be categorized in the same way. <laughs> but in the end of the day, but Amazon they don't has have a, they don't have tax exempt status. They don't pay taxes though. 
Yeah, they don't have different. to have tax exempt status. They can just pay a congressman to. There is a product that Amazon can provide for people, whereas Scientology doesn't. They're just the a, difference is, is that they're finding they're finding the garbage rules in in the laws so as to avoid paying taxes. Whereas the U.S. government has said, "No, you're cool, Scientology. You don't have to pay taxes." There's there's a difference. Mm, barely. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just some politician going, "Sure, back, I sure will." Yeah, until some until he is exposed for it, and then he'll backtrack like nobody's business. I think bribery is now legal, but that's that's you know just me. <laughs> bribery is legal, Citizens United, baby. Anyway, how about we talk about something happy? Sure. Okay. Awesome. Hit me, Shannon. Oh, what do you want me to talk about? Something happy. Something Weren't you listening happy. to Matt? Uh, like a recommendation? Sure. I, I'm so confused on where I jumped to from here. I'm sorry. I guess um, mom do knows best. I finished Clone Wars. Oh, that's finally. not happy, but I'm with you. I'm happy. That was a... I'm saying it was sad. A long series. Yes, it ends sad. But my goodness, I can't tell the difference between watching the show and watching... Uh, movies at that point it is so amazingly made and the graphics you can't even tell it's animated anymore it feels like you're just immersed into this world it's wonderful i highly recommend it if you're a you know i guess star wars fan right did you say graphics Uh, is that what you call it animation Uh, the animation so I don't know what to call it. I'm I watched it's, like the first three the seasons thing. of Clone Wars when it was on. Then Rebels came out somewhere around there. I stopped watching it something, and I watched Rebels, and I kind of forgot about Clone Wars a little bit. Clone Wars is fucking beautiful. It's the animation is so good. It's like different mm-hmm. than Rebels in a lot of ways, which is weird because it's like the same style. But it's very cinematic. It's very cool. Um, man, that last season was heartbreaking. Yeah, and the last four episodes, they break into four parts. And it's very unique because it's unlike any other part of the series where it's like uh, like episodes, so to speak, in a storyline. Um, but I'm sure it's just because they were trying to bridge into the movie. But I'm... The reason I've watched these is I'm kind of like, you know how you're like read a mystery story and you're like, oh, I wonder about the past or maybe I'm like, I like to research, but I'd like to dig into these things and understand the people I'm watching. And like each of these kind of does that. And like you learn about all these different characters and you're like, oh, that's so-and-so. And then you kind of make sense of what's happening. It's like the backstory. Or the prequel. But uh, I also watched um, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. It's the RDJ series. I decided to kind of start watching. I'm three episodes in. It's very interesting, especially with the pandemic right now. I can understand why it such, had a such uh, like high watch rate at the beginning of the pandemic when it came out. Uh, I would recommend it if you're into a, a series. I know it's based on a comic book. Um, the Vertigo Comics. And Sweet I believe tooth. there's a second season coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recommend it. I also watched a series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. And I've been like toying around to watch these. It's on its second season. Oh, and they made I, another season of it? Yes. And I kind of okay. been watching just episodes that I wanted to watch. So I watched the Die Hard episode, which was okay. But the Jurassic Park episode was very interesting. I didn't know a lot about how that movie got made. And that was interesting to me. And then Pretty Woman one came on and I fell asleep. <laughs> so I like that you can pick and choose Pretty which episodes woman. you watch. Shannon don't give a shit, Pretty Woman. 
Um, and the last recommendation I have is The Jungle Cruise. I actually watched this movie. I was kind of like on the fence. Like, do I want to watch this movie? I wasn't really like on board to watch, like excited to go see it. Kind of like a... We had a conversation in the chat where I was like, I don't have any like sort of inclination to see this movie at all. Like it doesn't excite me, titillate me or anything. And with good reason. That seemed to be like the rocks thing. There's like even the movies that don't seem good with Thank him. Thank you, you Matt. Because I, I was on the treadmill at the gym and I'm watching the 17th time the trailer came up and I'm like, you know what? I felt the same way about Jumanji and that rocked my socks off. So I'll go, I'll watch it. I'll see what's up. Um, It's not Jumanji. It isn't, but I still liked it. It I, was like Pirates 5. I will watch it again. There were little pieces. and I will never watch it again. The only reason I kind of enjoyed it more than probably Joe did was because my son Oliver on Disney Plus was like, hey, let's watch the show. I don't even know what the show is called, but it was like behind the scenes to Disneyland or something. And it was talking about the Jungle Cruise and how this is how Walt Disney got into Disney or Disneyland was he wanted to put a jungle cruise and bring uh, the zoo or animals to people to see that couldn't go see them, you know, on their own, like go to Africa. And he, in California, in a desert, he created this jungle cruise. (sighs) And a lot of those pieces from that show you find in this movie. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Like the connections between the original jungle cruise and the movie. So I kind of like that homage. I remember there being a ride at Disney that was like, you know, obviously everything was fake, but it was still pretty neat. Like you go through the jungle and they're like, oh my God, the hippopotamuses are attacking. Exactly. (laughs) But they were like all robotic. All that is in the movie. Yeah. Which it's. Well, they try to do this like, you know, joke and inside of a joke inside of a joke in that. On the Jungle Cruise in the actual Amazon, he makes it a ride with animatronics and gadgets and contraptions. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he tells dad jokes nonstop for 16 minutes. Oh, no. Which I did love, being a dad. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I recommend it. I don't think it is, like, fantastic, but it's worth a watch. But that's all I have. Who else has some? Good I would just news? like to add that dad jokes are the funniest jokes. <laughs> dad jokes are the rad jokes, as I say. <laughs> About the cat dad jokes. Mm. <laughs> Those are rad. I guess that means it's my turn, right? Okay. Do it. Uh, so I, Chris and I watched uh, a series I had recommended before they came out with the fourth season, and apparently the final, sadly. Uh, it's a show called Atypical. Mm, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, it's about an autistic person. Uh, yeah, and he goes through the trials of life, as you do. Uh, the last season had him heading off to college and then moving out on his own. And it just kind of picks up where it left off. And, you know, in the previous seasons, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, sure, it's charming, but, I mean, is it, like, blatantly charming? Like, how charming are we talking about? And uh, this, the, the recent episodes that Chris and I watched, it kind of solidifies that it's definitely very charming. Aww. I From what I read... Because I've never seen an episode of the show, so this is sight unseen. Um, it had run its course. They felt like the show met its natural end. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I haven't we haven't watched the final episode. I think we're on like episode five or something. But um, yeah, I, I'm, some shows it's like yeah, it's great, but where do you go from here? <laughs> What's next season going to be? You know, that's it's just nothing you can do. Right. It would be atypical for them to never mind. Fucking uh, give up. What else you got, buddy? <laughs> Joke fail. Um, I also, in spirit of uh, the 
movie we'll be reviewing next week or already have reviewed last week. Um, I watched next Cobra week. Kai. Ooh. Oh, yeah. season? Uh, no, I had already watched the first season. I started the second season. And uh, I, I mean, I like the show, but uh, it's it's. <laughs> uh, I hate the guy. <laughs> I hate I, that guy. I bailed hard in yeah. the second or third episode of the second season. Now I heard it gets good, but I don't know. I enjoyed the crap out of it. I, I guess it's weird it. because, like, the thing is, I had never watched more than the first movie, and like mm. for whatever reason, in the back of my mind, I kept telling, I've "Seen a bunch of them. You were born in 1981. You've seen like four of them." I've only seen the first one, so it's kind of hard to kind of uh, pinpoint exactly who these characters are because they don't really do too much development for anybody but Daniel in the first one. Uh, yeah. Not a whole lot of development yeah. for him either. Well, yeah. The, yeah, the first season doesn't really focus on anything beyond the first movie, but then the second season does get into stuff from season two and, and or I'm sorry, Karate Kid 2 and Karate Kid 3. And that's fine, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like, the first season, I don't really know who the characters are yet. Like, they even with the, the seeing the first movie, like, and it's all about the first movie... I just, it took all season for me to go, oh, that's who this guy is. I mean... And I get, you know, they're different people now, but, like, I don't know, it's just strange. Oh, you mean, like, like, uh, how they brought Bobby back and he was a pastor? I did not see that. Oh. (laughs) That was was that in the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. TV show. No, I, no, I just, I'm, I'm not sure... I mean, the only characters really from from the movies are Daniel and Johnny. That's it. All the other ones are are new. They they're introducing right. them to you. And yeah, that's true. Guy. That and the guy I don't like, Crease or whatever his face oh, is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Martin Crease. And that's that's kind John of what kind Kreese. of put me off a little bit. It's like it seemed like in the first season, Johnny's definitely like. Uh changed but also he's suffering from trauma of his stepdad was abusive and then his sensei was abusive and now his sensei's back and he's like you know what you gave me the speech like a hundred times so fuck you and then the next day he's like I just wanted to tell you Kevin fixed your trophy and he's like hey wait and that's actually the end of the episode so I haven't seen beyond that but I don't think I don't think I like where they're going with it it's not going where you think it is. It's fine. Keep watching. Yeah. Keep watching, you say. Interesting. I do. I, do. I, do I was intending to, but thank you. That keeps okay. me at ease. Okay. Anything else? I think that's it. All right, I but you got anything else? Watched... I know you uh, talked about Black Widow. Did we lose her? Again? Oh me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Your me? boogie. Oh, sorry, Angela. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, not really. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Oh. Oh, so I watched this uh, two or four part docu series on the forgotten West Memphis three, and it was rather interesting. Um. So the the West Memphis three. You know, are are known it's the as the wrongfully convicted perpetrators of a heinous crime, but this focuses on the what they're calling the forgotten West Memphis Three, which are the the three victims of that heinous crime, and basically reinvestigating the case, doing the jet, doing the work that the police never bothered with because they narrowed in on Damien immediately and it's really interesting and they're working on trying to get some DNA testing done with some with uh, new DNA collection methods and they're hoping that they'll be able to 
find the killer's DNA on, you know, the sticks that held the boys down in the creek or perhaps oh, wow. the uh, the bindings that were used to tie their arms to their legs. And and I, I think I, I have... I have a hypothesis of what happened, and I, I, I think I know who did it and why. And it's Ooh. time for that person, if I'm right, it's time for that person to go to jail, to Ooh. face the music. So it, it was it was really really interesting to to watch the, the investigation unfold and and all the evidence that was uncovered and the they did uh some pretty brutal interviews with uh pam hobbs she was the mom of one of the boys that was murdered and she's just you know we're, we're something like 30 years it's, it's been 30 years or something like that and almost 30 years and she is still just broken she never she was never able to recover from this and and how can you how can you recover when your eight-year-old son is murdered uh by shooting yourself in the face right like she's and then you know and, and then to be told that hey there's there's a lot of evidence that would suggest that your husband, that your husband at the time was the perpetrator. Oh, good God. Yeah. Like there's, you know, there's no, there's no smoking gun. There's nothing definitive, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that, that definitely suggests that, that he was the one that did it, and it's horrible. That mm. he's just been living his life the last thirty years being a dick. Because of course he's a dick, right? Like he's a dick. Like yeah, he did a they they showed a a taped police deposition where um, the interviewer was asking him about an incident where he hit his wife. And he was like, he was so disgusting during that conversation. It was bas basically what he was saying was, she asked for it. She was asking for it. What? She wouldn't stop nagging me. I had to do something. I think he's the murderer. I have no <laughs> secondary knowledge of anything else of this. But that sounds like somebody who would just kill somebody and be like, yeah. What did he write a book that said, if I did it? <laughs> uh -huh. No, he didn't. Boy. No, he didn't, but when the investigator um, sat down with him and had a meal and let him know that he was going to be asking the the original West Memphis Three whether it was going to be all right with them to do some more DNA testing and started telling him about the advanced DNA collection methods, he the, the interviewer described it as all of the friendliness was immediately sucked from the conversation and he just he he went i don't know i don't understand why people can't just leave things alone oh my lord wow and again that doesn't mean that he did it but if he did if he i mean that's it's suspicious <laughs> It's yeah. crazy. You sus, bro. Like totally. You sus. He, he is sus to the max for sure. So, um, so it's it's available. It was originally produced for Oxygen. It's a four. It, it's technically a two part. You have to buy it in two episodes. Um, it's available on Amazon Prime for purchase. I think the whole thing is like four bucks, and and I think it's worth it. Um. If you're into true crime, if you know anything about the West Memphis Three case, I, I definitely recommend it. It's it's well done. 
Okay. That's it. Very cool. Well, let's see. Um, <clears throat> I posted it on our Instagram, Movie Dummies Podcast, right? What you watched? Something I watched, yeah. Oh, I've been we're watching, just checking. I've been watching... Um, oh, there's something else we got to talk about too, Boogie. Uh, oh, hello. Matt and Shannon are still here. You too, Shannon, because you watched it. Um, in fact, let's just go to that because I'm thinking of it. How about that morning show? Oh, did I not mention I watched the morning show? No. Oh, I watched the morning show. <coughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I watched the whole morning show and didn't mention it. Yeah. Boogie, how far did you get? Yeesh. So I am on episode, I want to say six or seven. Okay. So I'm not so going to say anything to, to spoil anything, but I'll just say, Shannon, how did you like it? I couldn't stop watching it. Mm. That I had, I, I found myself in the same boat that it was one in the morning and I needed to go to sleep and that my iPad was still running the stupid show <laughs> and I just couldn't stop. Well, see, I was smarter than you and I watched well, no it while I was exercising. So it just drove me to exercise longer. Well, there you go. Yeah. Use your brain. I don't have one. Uh, it's in my pants. What uh, show are we talking about? The morning show. The morning show. It's on Apple TV plus. Ah, you know that streaming service where it's got all those shows you like that you don't have? Yeah. That's the one. I intend on buying it eventually. You need an Apple device or else you're just buying that's air. Well. Yeah. Because as of right now, I don't think there's another way to watch them. Let's Google that shit. I think you can get the Apple TV app on, on, a, on an Android, Android. Yeah, that works. But then you have to watch it on the Android. Like it's on Roku. I like if, maybe. Oh, I'm saying it's on Roku. Oh, okay. Uh, on Fire Stick. I have a Fire Stick and I have an Apple TV. I bet you Amazon TV, whatever. Apple TV Plus on Fire Stick. Yeah. Okay. On the Amazon Fire Home screen, for Life Half Corner, type in Apple. Okay, it's right in the App Store. And it's four ninety nine a month for the service, which is, I say that's pretty cheap for what you get. I yeah. I mean it's worth it for Ted Lasso alone. I'm, I'm not because these shows are bangers. All of oh, them are bangers. Ted Lasso. The closest one I'd say to not being a banger is uh for all mankind. And it's just because oh, I, I thought you were gonna say it was the mosquito one. No, oh. it's, it's a fucking banger. It's good, but it's not that good. <laughs> the Servant, banger. I haven't watched C yet, but I think I'm going to have to get into it because Dave Bautista's in season two. And I do love have Mr. You, Bautista. Have you watched the one with uh, Keegan-Michael Key? Uh, no. Schmigadoon or... Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. We're, we've been waiting. Wait for it. Because our daughter would so, really like to watch it. So for the... So going back to the morning show. Sure, morning show. The reason that I'm I, I am stalled. I, I don't want to I don't want to continue watching it. Why? Because it makes me feel emotions that I am uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, that's the point of the show. Mm. I know, and it's What's so up? well done, and it's so well performed, so well written. Yeah, wait till you see the turn. The morning show. I know. It's expertly yeah. crafted, Angela. You have to finish. And I can understand. No, I can't understand. I think the right word is I can empathize. Sure. Um, yes. Because I, those are the episodes I personally like waited to watch. Like wherein I was by myself. I couldn't even walk and exercise during those episodes. I had to sit and watch them. The last two are hard. Yeah. Because it the turn is so precise and so exacting that um, it really kind of pulls the rug out from under you 
for the previous seven episodes that you're like, this is a thing, this is a thing, this is a thing. Oh, okay. Um, and it pulls the rug out from under you, kicks you in the stomach, um, slaps you over the head with a frying pan, uh, speed bags your balls, and then... Dumps coffee in your face. Dumps hot <laughs> coffee in your face. It, it's that type of thing. You don't feel good about it. The the creators of the show crafted something I think very unique, something very special, something that's on on the surface it seems like it should be obvious, but it's it totally it totally got me, and I'm a hundred percent in for whatever they do with season two. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> um, it is it leaves you with a cliffhanger ish kind of deal, and then very ominous foreshadowing. Yes, but I think. The show has some surprises that we can't anticipate either. It's it's just going like, to be very interesting. I kind of guessed how it was going to end, but then I was like, oh, I didn't see that part. Like, there were certain things that you kind of figured out along the way, but some you're like, what? I didn't think of that. And there's so much more to Jennifer Aniston's character that we're not seeing that I'm hoping we're going to dig deeper into. Yeah. I mean, all I can say is thank heavens for Reese Witherspoon's character because I don't know that I would have made it this far without her. Well, she's the truth seeker, right? She's like um, the flashlight that gets shined on all this stuff. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all standard one-on-one stuff. But it's, um, she she performs it with a plum, right? It's just, just great. Great job. And... She's kind of steady throughout. She doesn't have much of an arc. She doesn't change that much. She just becomes more and more determined. Whereas everyone else has an arc. Uh, Chip has himself a big old arc. Uh, Even Steve Carell's character, he doesn't have an arc, but the story that's constructed around him changes as Reese flashes her flashlight, right? I, I think Jennifer Aniston's turn is probably the most significant in terms of this is where she started, this is where she's going type of deal. Because um, she starts off in that place that we're familiar with her. She's very vapid, um, right? She's Rachel Green a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, very quickly no. becomes something else. I, I mean... I, I struggle with Jennifer Aniston's character quite a bit. She is a hot mess. Sure. But she is a self-made hot mess. Sure. Well, I think the point and of that, her character is to... The survivors are people who didn't have nothing happen to them. They're the people who just ignore it because it's part. they felt it was part of the way things were supposed to go. Does that make sense? That's interesting. Um, is that in reference to her comment about the two times she let him crawl on top of her? Yes. <clears throat> I that it, when she said that, that's when the show became very uncomfortable for me because. I know where it's going. And I don't I don't want to get there. I, I don't right now I don't have to hate Steve Carell's character. I don't have to. No. Because from everything that we know about him and this quote unquote affair like I see where she's coming from and I can see why she feels the way that she does but realistically he didn't do anything other than court her who the 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 first the first woman that that reese interviews oh she like when she (laughs) i know i know but that's that's how we enter this this scene right is he's he's 
being, you know, he's claiming that he is being set a set, you know, he's a sacrificial lamb to the Me Too movement, you know, and like, and he didn't do anything wrong. And then they get his his victim on the show, and they talk to her, and she tells the story, and I'm I kind of see his point, but then. Jennifer Aniston says that to him and I'm like fuck. Oh, that's nothing. Well, no, no, no. I just I know something he's not that. He's not what he exactly. what they're I know. And I don't want to know what he is. I don't want to hear it. I I don't want to find out. I think Steve you kind of have to at this point. <sighs> I don't want to find out that Steve Carell is a is a Harvey Weinstein. I don't. Steve... I know it's not Steve Carell. It's a character he's playing. But yeah, still. so... I, I encourage you to watch. It's, it's revelatory in the manner that you think that it's going to be, but not in the way that you think it's going to be. Okay. It's so pointed... <clears throat> And so moving, and I think you owe yourself, and you owe the show. I mean, they uh, they did such a good job. They did. I, I I mean, I have been super impressed every minute that I've been watching the show. The performances are absolutely spectacular, all around from every single person. And the network executive guy, the yeah. crazy guy, who's oh, yes, he is spectacular like i don't know why but he reminds me of um willem dafoe's character in boons boondocks a little bit (laughs) he's he's he is chaos yep right i I mean he's loki right he's he's a tornado coming in and going hey let's fuck everything up (laughs) the quo is not too status with me bro Mm -mm. it Um, sounds like my kind of guy He's definitely so. They definitely dance around a couple things with him in episodes that you have seen, where he's like kind of hitting on Reese. Yeah, and you think he's going to kind of behave in the same manner, and you just, oh, you're always waiting for it. And spoiler alert: mm-hmm. he never does. Yeah, I don't think he's. I, I see. There was the episode where she got hammered and ended up in his care. Yes. And the the episode closes with him pulling her into an elevator and quote unquote taking her home. Yes. And I was like, oh no. Exactly. No, no, no. But but when you know, the next episode started and we find out that nothing happened and he he was he didn't, you know, he slept on in the other room and he just took care of her. I was like, oh, okay. This guy's Gotcha. This guy's not bad. Or he can resist immediate temptation for, you know, something like I always felt like the shoe was ready to drop, but it never does, at least not yet. And I will tell you this, uh, Shannon, you might want to chime in here. I think that the season ends kind of on a higher note because it dips really low. And I think it, it does end higher in a satisfying way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Especially with that so character. You alone. are going to be feeling feelings and you're going to be angry. And I had a visceral reaction in that I was crying. Like, without real reason. Like, there, there's definitely a reason on the show, but it's like, it just did who something to like me. Who doesn't like to cry? Hmm? I said, who doesn't like to cry? I'm kidding. Well, it was like, <sighs> almost involuntary and unexpected. <laughs> and... Then, uh, you know, I was very uplifted by the direction they're taking in the end of the show. And that's why it's such a cliffhanger. So I'm going to have to watch this show now. Yeah, I'll let you know how C is when I'm done with mm. that. Um, <clears throat> but back to pretty much the last thing I watched this week, since i am just been ranting and raving. Ted Lasso? Oh, so second to last thing I watched this week. Uh, <laughs> I got into the DC streaming show Titans. I never wanted to give it a chance because uh, this show came out in 2018 and the first promos were like, ooh, it's dark, ooh, it's brooding. And then Dick Grayson is on the screen and he says, 
fuck Batman. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I don't, this isn't for me. It's dumb. I don't like <laughs> it. And I never watched it at all. Plus it was on DC's exclusive streaming service for seven ninety nine a month. And I don't even remember what that got you. It got you some exclusive comic access or some bullshit. Anyways, HBO Max is a thing now and it's all on there. So uh, at a recommendation from a friend who loves Batman was like, yo, uh, you never watched Titans? Uh, it's actually really well written. And they get Dick Grayson like exactly right. And I was like, oh, okay. And Dick Grayson's literally one of my favorite characters from the DC universe. And I think he's pretty well underrepresented in media. Can you think of a great portrayal of Dick Grayson? Not really. Yeah. Because mm. Nightwing's dope um, as shit. Bert Ward. I said a great portrayal of <laughs> Dick Grayson. <laughs> I I stand by it. Not a great portrayal. Uh, he's a very complicated individual with a lot of very complex things going on. There's nothing like that going on in Batman 66. I'm sorry. Now, if you're looking for a fun Dick Grayson, I guess that would be the one. But. Oh, I, I guess that's what I meant. A good, honest portrayal of the psychology of the boy living in the shadow of the bat. Um, And I think they write it really, really, really well in this show. Plus, there's a lot of other stuff going on. We're introducing uh, Gar, who's Beast Boy. Uh, Starfire has a pretty unique now um, introduction. And we've got Hawk and Dove, which is pretty interesting. And Raven. And these are, you know, I know Cyborg yet. I don't know if they're going to come up with Cyborg. But they've also introduced Jason Todd as the second Robin for Batman. And if you don't know anything about Jason Todd, he is a extremely damaged, extremely violent individual who uh, gets killed by the Joker. Yikes. Yeah. The fans hated him so much. There was a contest in the 80s. It was called Death in the Family. And... Uh, they didn't know how it was going to end, right? So they're writing these comic books. And if you wanted Robin to live, vote, call this number. If you wanted a Robin to die, call this number. And they overwhelmingly wanted him to die. And he gets beat to death Yikes. by the Joker. And Batman, um, you know, pulls his body out of a rubble from an exploded building. And it's a pretty iconic cover. Jeez. He eventually does come back as the Red Hood. Hmm. Ew. As you do. As you do. Right. And he's also still extremely violent. However, uh, the show Titans, I'm in episode nine of the first season. Well, actually, I've finished episode nine of the first season, and it's dark as balls. Um, It's about Hawk and Dove. And I'm into episode 10, which is the finale, and it's looking pretty good. Uh, there's a season two I have to get through, and season three will be released later this year. So I'm pretty excited because I know that Dick Grayson will become Nightwing. And to me, that's very exciting because I, I enjoy that character quite a bit. Oh, and there's no Bloodhaven? I don't even know who these so people the, are. So in the lore of Dick Grayson, he leaves Gotham and goes to Bloodhaven and becomes yeah. a cop. Bloodhaven is like even worse Gotham, right? It's like even it's like crime ridden Gotham. Now, if you were to think of a a city in America that would be like worse for crime than Gotham, where would you put Dick Grayson? Detroit. Detroit, <laughs> Michigan is where it's at. <laughs> the show starts off in Traverse City, which is where Raven's from, and it's pretty interesting. So it's like hey, Weird. Michigan. So I recommend that. I recommend Titans. Now let's do it. Ted Lasso, everybody. I didn't I didn't watch yesterday's episode. But you watched the the premiere. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's fine. I had some notes about the premiere. Did, Matt, okay. do you watch Ted Lasso? I watched the first season. Yeah, he watched the first season while he was visiting. <laughs> so I was going to say you don't have Apple TV. I don't want to spoil it for him. Well, I can skedat. There's nothing to spoil, really. So we'll just... To say whether we liked it or not, I will say that in the first episode, I was worried. Um, you know how sometimes Ted will make a quip 
based on like a well, this is kind of like kissing your sister or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. In the first episode back, they did that every two seconds, and I was like, "Oh, is this how it's gonna be?" Mm-hmm. Like they they think this is his niche, so they're just gonna gotcha. The writers got lazy, or they're just like it's lowest common denominator. Give the people what they want because it's too much. To the point where I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this show anymore." But they pulled it way back for episode two. They didn't do it. Huh. I, I don't know. Didn't make any kind of note about that. I, I didn't. It didn't. Didn't enter my brain that he the, was doing like that. Like the a first lot. five times he talks, that's all he does. Hmm. Maybe I just like it. I don't know. <laughs> I never. I didn't notice that it. It, well, it didn't seem excessive to me. There's such such thing as too much of a good thing. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. You know? Figured that out with Parmesan cheese when I was, like, and seven. His idiot, <laughs> idiotic uh, jokes, right, like, as fun as they are, they needed to have context. Like, in the first season, I thought they were brilliant at providing the context at all times, especially my favorites <laughs> were with the Milk Sisters. Oh, man, the Milk Sisters. Oh, no, did they, they make expire? About, like, 2%. Yeah. I'll call them the two percent milks, because all of that, all of that idiocy is followed up by one of the the greatest moments in that first season, where he talks about the what's it Walt Whitman quote. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's don't a very, be judgmental, be curious. Very awesome writing, and I was just worried that yeah. that was not going to be the case for season two, but I do have to say, and I think Shan would agree. I would watch a show about Roy Kent. Oh, oh yeah. yes. <laughs> I love Roy Kent. He's here, he's there, he's every fucking where, Roy Kent. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, I I can't land on a favorite character because it doesn't matter what character's on screen, that's my favorite character. Yeah, whenever he's on. Coach Beard comes up and I'm like, oh, nope, Coach Beard is my favorite <laughs> character. Roy shows up, and I'm like, oh, no, nope, it was Roy. I forgot. There's nope, also Roy. some shit going on with Nathan that I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> I don't quite understand Nathan. why they're doing it. Cause he what was do you so, mean? Uh, you'll see. <laughs> okay. He's acting a little weird, right, in episode one? Okay, like he's got some some uh, confidence or... You'll see. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, um, I really like the direction they're going. They're they're addressing mental health because if anybody needs to talk to a mental health professional, it's Ted Lasso. Absolutely. Holy shirt. Um, yeah. So far, so good. Okay. Yeah. Watch I'm very Ted excited. Lasso. I was. I had planned to watch it today, but I just didn't. I didn't get to it. Only so much time in the day. I understand. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like my favorite show. So yeah. I don't want to see bad things happen to it. But I'm also going to probably judge it very harshly. I mean. Because you expect greatness from It's your it, right? favorite. Right. It's your favorite for a reason. I mean, I've watched the first season six times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, proving myself to be amazing. So anything just, less is unacceptable. Maybe it's just built too much in my head. I don't know. I have to calm my calm my shit down a little bit, but we'll see. <laughs> you know, and uh, my vacation's about to be over, so the watching will ha- will be decreasing quite a bit. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's got to be all quality, since I can't have quantity. <laughs> right. Oh. Did I miss anything, Shane? I don't think so. But this I'm sorry that this episode's been so long. But it's been interesting. It's been a normal We started amount. with controversy and we're ending with Ted Lasso. If I could make you cry, I would. You know, like Ted Lasso does, but I can't. Be curious. Still haven't shed a tear. Uh, did I you can definitely make me cry. It's not even that hard. I definitely cried during the first episode. Did I cry during the second episode? Yeah. Oh. I think you did. Sorry. 
Hmm. Interesting. Okay, guys. Outro music. Outro music. Bathole. <laughs> there we are, guys. Uh, this is a recommendation episode, so of course it's a little long. It always goes a little long. That's what she said. Fucking cockass! I know, I'm sorry. Yes. But I will say this. You can check us out at Instagram. On Instagram? At yep. Movie Dummies Podcast. On We're on tomorrow. Twitter at Movie Dummies Podcast. We're on Facebook. Um, but you can also email us, moviedummies at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash moviedummies. Um, yeah. That's about it. Are we on the MySpace? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're in my top eight spaces for sure. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about a little movie from 1984 called The Karate Kid. As always, I am Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. And for... A.A. Ron! We'll uh, say bye. Bye. Also, Also, bye. 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 Bye.